Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashline from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Cal Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Hey, everybody. Green Maze, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Rick and I live in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. This is Cheryl from Hawaii. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, aloha. Sol here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. How much do you think doubt guilt, shame, and worry feeds despair. I think all of that feeds it, everything you just said. I mean, I'm reading it now, dude. I hate to say it, but this doesn't surprise me at all. What you're saying is correct. If you have all those elements contributing to the emotion of despair, it's not hard to understand why this happens. Do others concur? Yes, I concur. I was there. I was one of these people at one time, Mm -hmm. looking at my timeline. Me too. Me too. I think all of us have been there one time or another in our lives. And if we haven't, we're fooling ourselves if you haven't been there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you think I'm going with this despair topic? I would like to throw a dart at the dartboard. Take a guess at why I thought I'd push this topic out there as we begin a two-month journey on our timeline in the larger picture of our reawakening to our sense of worth. What I think is that you're putting this out there so that we'll realize that despair is a part of our growth. As we get better, we're going to have some despair moments where we're going to want to give up, but we're going to say, no, we can't do that. I feel that's what you're doing this for. You're bringing that out of us. As always, Carl's reading my mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Chapter 4, When Are You Worth It? 
This is good news and bad news, all in one fell swoop. Marsha, is it safe to say that Chapter 4 is probably the most difficult chapter of all the chapters that you faced so far? Yes, absolutely. It wasn't really difficult drawing out the timeline. What was difficult was filling in the blanks. As I filled in the blanks, I started to see myself in patterns. Some of them were scary to even look at, but I started seeing the patterns. That, I guess, is what woke me up to seeing those patterns in me and what I needed to change. So as those patterns popped out, Marcia, what began to pop up inside you? What began to pop up inside of me? I looked at the fact that, wow, time is not going to stand still for me. I need to move. I need to do something to change my situation. I need to do this. I looked at time as my, it was either going to be my friend or my foe. It just depended on the actions that I decided to take. I had to change something within me, start taking action. Part of my dream with you all is to wake up inside of you. Not only are you becoming more freshly intimate with your own sense of worth, the rippling of that, the rippling of your awareness of your own sense of worth, I pray, is beginning to brighten you up from the inside out, lighten you up from the inside out, that you find yourself looking at the reality there, being joyful, being happy. As we're more joyful, as we're more happy, we ripple that joy and that happiness out to everybody that we come in touch with. True? True. And an awareness is what you're making us. You're making us aware of things that we might not even think about. So with that awareness then, is it fair to say that this is more than just a personal or professional or spiritual development process that you're going through, that you've acted as a collective? You're creating a movement to become more aware. Is that an accurate statement? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I've always wanted to be with people who want to create a movement, not just make money. Because money grows on trees. It literally does. It's the lives we touch and change that really leave the resonating value and the resonant impact on the world. I am proud to say that because of Marsha, David, Paul, people like Kareem, everybody, that I am becoming quite the philanthropist, and I never thought I would be. <laughs> uh, I wasn't a very, a very nice person for a long time. Well, I was, but not as nice as I am now. These are realities and parallels that we can change. Bingo, Chris, you hit it nail on the head, Chris. Thank you. I hold the notion that as you all become more happy, more healthy, more aware, the natural byproduct is, is you raise the vibration of everybody around you. In one of the shamanic traditions that I'm trained in, in one of the tribes that I'm considered a shaman in, there concept of a shaman's evolution is that until the shaman of the tribe has raised the vibration or has helped literally every living creature 
enjoy a better life. Every single living creature, that includes the two-legged, the four-legged, the two-winged, the creepy crawlers, everything has to have a higher vibration. Once that's attained, much like us getting into harmony in a choir or a harmony in an orchestra or band, once that harmony is established, the environment is then created for the shaman to then learn new skills, to then start the whole process over again of sharing those skills, sharing that harmony, sharing the vision. Tonight, as we venture into our worth timeline, I want to preface this timeline with the notion that as we go through the next two months with this, Marcia, is it fair to say that as you were pulling that timeline together, that concept of despair that you touched upon lightly, what kept you from spiraling into an endless pit of despair as you were doing your timeline? This class, knowing that I am relearning about worth, my worth, as well as how to honor the worth of other people. Getting into balance. For me, that was key. I needed balance. I hadn't had that in so long that that was the missing ingredient for me. How do I get my balance back? How do I get back into balance where I'm being paid my worth, you're being paid your worth, other people are being paid their worth? I had to find that part of me that Jennifer talks about as hope. So coming into this class was my hope. Mm, faces all wrinkled up in smiles. <laughs> Marsha, is it fair to say that there's an inverse relationship between analyzing and exploring that such that as you began to analyze your timeline, the desire to feel more sad, feel despair, increased as you analyzed more? Oh, absolutely. What I would do is, if I remembered a moment on my timeline that was a bad moment, I wrote it down quickly, and I moved forward to the next part. As I started filling my timeline, I saw also my good times, my good moments. Even though my timeline looks really crappy, I mean, it looks like a horror film. Much of it Honestly, so much of it does look like a horror film. That's where I saw the patterns the most. That's where I saw, hey, I can change. I can change all this. I'm in this class because I see the hope, and I see that this movement can give hope to so many people. Just this movement that we have going. It's amazing that we're actually doing something that everybody, anybody, like you're saying, the creepy crawlers, any, any creature. I don't think I'd necessarily bring my pets on here. You know, they can benefit from me being a happier person, me being a more balanced person. I've heard the idea of vibration before, that if you really want something that's better quality, you have to have a higher vibration from it. So that's definitely a lot of insights right now. Think about this. You can be on a train, a plane, you can be in a mall, you can be anywhere. Our intuitive nature picks up on whether a person's angry or happy or neutral, right? We just pick up on it. Our intuition gives us cues, true? 
Yes. Yeah, that's definitely true. Unless you're a sadomachistic person, aren't you drawn more towards people who are happy? <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the upcoming holidays would have a very different spin if Santa Claus was known as the Marquis de Sade. Uh, <laughs> part of my reasoning for helping us establish our ground rules as we get into this timeline, the reason why we're taking two months to do this versus one month, is chapter four is all about gaining the big picture perspective. Oh, absolutely. When you get to see all of yourself, (laughs) you will see perspective. You will see that bigger picture. As you start getting into this timeline, what we've done so far is I've helped you get into your forest. I've helped you look at your trees and look at your rocks, look at your stones. Look at the stuff that's on the more ground level, yeah? Your skills and your stuff. That's what we've done so far, true? Yep. Yep. It's time now to start walking up our collective hillsides. It's time now to start walking up our collective viewpoints of kind of getting up to our rooftops or our mountaintops. Start looking at everything that has created what we know to be life. Do it on almost a half a dozen different ways. We look at it from a professional standpoint, a personal standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, a financial standpoint, a social standpoint. As we start plotting everything out, please understand, know this, hear this clearly, there's no wrong way or right way to do this. I guarantee you, your perfectionist is going to have a field day with you on this particular exercise. Your perfectionist is going to want things in a row. The perfectionist is going to want it printed a certain way. The per- <laughs> Marcia, when your perfectionist is going, look at this train wreck on this piece of paper, what would you do? I pretty much just said, okay, I give up. You know what? There's no sense in trying to be perfect. Just let's do it. <laughs> and it turned out to be, honestly, If you saw it, it would look like a walking nightmare. (laughs) You wouldn't even be able to tell what it is. (laughs) But at least I know what it is. I know what I put there. So, yeah, I just had to move with it. If I stood there and logically tried to make it look good, that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. All the different things that are being in your mind right now, all the different voices, all the different perspectives, all the different memories, all the different experiences, all the different feelings that's in your head right now, are they all tidy and in neat little rows and color-coded, aligned perfectly? No, mine are all over the place, but I like it. I can create stuff in here. I just get an idea and roll with it. If it was so neat and tidy and color-coded and I had to have it perfect and in a row, I can never actually execute any ideas I want. I wouldn't be effective speaking <laughs> or creating music. I have an interesting perspective on perfection. I'll get into that later. 
Can you see what I'm trying to get across here is have fun with this timeline, yeah? Yes, yes. When the analyzer wants to kick in, boost it on your perfectionist, just chuckle. Just say, okay, got it, moving on now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's step back a little bit. I'd like some really frank observations, point blank. When you read Chapter 4 for the first time, what happened? Who wants to share some reflections on after they read Chapter 4 for the first time? Boy, so we just talked about this. <laughs> I read Chapter 4, read through it real fast. My first thought was, now how can I get out of decorating a floor or a wall in my apartment? <laughs> how can I yeah. get, out, get away with not having to do that? Oh, my God. All this resistance came up, and oh, I don't want to do all that work. Good Lord, are you kidding me? That was really interesting to get honest about that and kind of look myself in the mirror and ask myself, so what length are you willing to go to to have the kind of peace and serenity and worth and value in this world that you want to have, David? Talking to myself in the mirror. (laughs) It was also great to share that with a mentor. So it was great to share that, to say, yep, that's for real. That's where I was coming from. It's also wonderful to have a different perspective shown on that in terms of how much fun it could actually be, kind of like that mm-hmm. kid in the sandbox. Earlier today, as David and I were talking, David, I mentioned the notion that this is an extraordinary exercise to do with your kids. Yeah. Um, that off of my daughter, Katie, and I'm going to do a timeline of my life, want to help, and she was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. I can't help but do it. She can't help but notice. We're in too close quarters for that to, you know, for that not to be noticed. <laughs> she has fun and gets creative and starts using post-it notes in ways I had never even dreamed were possible. It'll just be a blast. Be a lot of fun. One of the more interesting aspects of this particular chapter in my couples counseling and my couples coaching is I'll have each individual do their own timelines in private. Then I will have them post it up, have them spend a day looking at each other's timelines. The amount of exploring, the amount of understanding about each other and their lives that come out from this adventure, bar none is more than I've ever seen in any other program. I digress. Help! How do I turn this (laughs) analyzer off? I looked at that chapter and I said, oh, my God, how am I going to make a brief summary? How am I going to scan this to make it so I can make sense of it? Oh, no, I'm going to have to read it again. Help! My analyzer. (laughs) So your analyzer tried to shut you down, huh? Yeah, and I had to blow it up. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd it go, Carl? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I told this to Marsha. When I used to do book reports in high school, I'd read the back cover. I'd read part of the middle, beginning of the front of it, but I wouldn't read the whole book. But I developed uh-huh. a, either a B-plus or an A-grade type book report because I didn't read it. I just scanned it, analyzed, analyzed. Oops, oops. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. One of the things that you're going to discover, and 
the gift of this exercise to be able to see our music in life, to be able to see the notes that we've played, the notes that we're playing, it flavors the notes we're going to play. True? True. That's musical. I like it. As we get in touch with those moments when harmony was giving us great joy, as we get in touch in those moments where it seemed like all chaos and discord, we begin to see the peaks and the valleys. We begin to look at what was happening just before, what was happening during, and what was happening just after a peak or a valley. Inevitably, some themes are going to pop out at you. The more artistic you are, the more you're going to find your artistry exploding from this. I've used this chapter as a way to completely eradicate writer's block or artistic blocks of any kind. It opens up the floodgate of insights. Yeah? That's awesome. That's brilliant. <laughs> wow. We all have a book in us, guys. <laughs> At least one. At least. What really helped me with doing the timeline was when I let go and I allowed myself to not have to be perfect with everything. When I allowed myself to have to guesstimate things that happened and what times they happened or days or years they happened, I was fine. Because pretty much my guesstimate is somewhere in that timeline is correct. (laughs) Allowing myself to do it helps me to see so much about myself, the patterns and what I can change now, what I need to work on. Yeah, it's a great exercise. The more real we are with our timelines, the more honest we are with our timelines, the more bounty you're going to get from them. I have had people who have never met before. We've gone through a weekend. We start on a Friday night. By Saturday afternoon, we have a semi-completed first draft of our timeline. I've had absolute strangers look at other absolute strangers' timelines, point things out that have fundamentally changed their lives on both sides. What gift better could be given? Yeah, Shifting timeline. Take your time. By having the gift of time. I think the timing of this particular exercise is absolutely delightful. As you're raking up these memories, as you're waking up this information and you're documenting it, look, just let it imprint into your mind. David, is it fair to say that our subconscious loves a puzzle rug? Oh, absolutely. It's always fun to task the subconscious mind with great things. One of the best ways to do that is to essentially go blurry in front of something. Just allow yourself to drift off into it all. And just, you know, what pops up. Bugs and failures and successes, quantum leaps and all. Because our subconscious does have a desire to make meaning. True? True. Meaning is underscored with this notion or a desire to experience continuity, right? 
I want to disagree here. I believe the conscious mind tries to do the logic, the meaning, and put everything, the analyzing. The subconscious mind is more the explorer. This says feel what you feel. The subconscious mind is what allows us to feel emotion about maybe even a book or a movie when it's not real. That It emotionally internalizes it. Okay. I'm taking a different perspective. Okay. I'm glad you're bringing that up because the magic of this timeline is a conscious dive. As we become more awake and aware, as our conscious becomes more clear, Marsha, is it fair to say that as you've taken this journey with us, your sense of direction and your sense of clarity continues to boggle your mind? Yes, absolutely. It awakens all your senses. Doing that timeline showed me the direction I'm going to take now. It helps me to see how I can do it, what I can do, get me into action. Not fear what my plans are. Just go with the plans. If it doesn't go exactly according as planned, that's okay. I am of the notion that I now can accept things about myself. I can allow myself to accept life on life's terms for me. Still be feeling awesome about myself. Absolutely. You're going to notice that one of the last steps of this long exercise is I invite you to chart out your future. Marsha, do you want to touch base on what it was like when you got to that last step of your timeline you started charting out some of your future? (laughs) Ten years in. (laughs) I started making plans. I started seeing how I could chart out my course to doing things, helping myself get into my worth and actually being in my worth. So... It was interesting. One of the exercises I remember was our perfect dream day. Our perfect day that we would consider a perfect day. I remember describing that, really feeling it, knowing that that's going to take place again for me one day. So that was awesome. That's going to happen during the last couple of weeks. I will be challenging you, inviting you, to plan out your future, which at the end of the year isn't a common thing that we do in our species is we kind of reflect on where we've been and where we want to go. Yeah? Yes. This is kind of like that last piece to that puzzle. This takes the New Year's resolution to a whole nother level. (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like a new life's resolution. (laughs) In summary, as we're doing our timelines, when it feels overwhelming, it will. When it feels daunting, it will. When there are flickers of despair that crop up, because all of a sudden a door that was previously locked, bolted, shuttered, hidden, buried, locked, bolted, shuttered, hidden, and buried again, will all of a sudden blow itself open. Marsha, I believe you commented in a couple of your blog posts as you were doing Chapter 4 the first time 
what shocked you, when those doors of icky, crappy stuff blew open, you were able to tap into your analyzer. You were able to navigate horrific feelings with far less stress. Do I recall that correctly? Absolutely. I went back to our ground rules. If I started stressing, I said, I do not have a $100 trillion. Let's get past it and let's get going. (laughs) (laughs) No way do I have that to pay anybody. (laughs) So, yeah. I wanted to say regarding the timeline, I think it's powerful because I can see where I was before knowing that I'm continually growing, I can see where I'm going and what I am now. It feels very empowering to see what I'll be down the line and what I can do in a small amount of time given that I have the right information and the right potential. Mm-hmm. Well, this is David. Mm-hmm. I'm getting an interesting feeling from just imagining looking at the timeline of my life and watching the patterns pop up watching the, gosh, that happened there at the beginning before this event, and this happened after. Look at that. It happened there again, there again, and there again. Oh, my gosh. I think I have something to let go of. I'm I'm just seeing that happen several times over the next couple of months. I I can't wait (laughs) to be free, to be free. You will discover as you're doing your timeline, how fear is truly a house of cards. Because you're going to start looking at your facts. Those facts are not going to mesh with what the ego is trying to create in the form of fear. As we all know, when fear encounters facts, kind of a death knell for the fear. Yes, absolutely. Fear has just ruled my life In the last few months in going over just the exercises that we've done already have just, I've grown leaps and bounds, just been able to smash that fear down. Some of the things that I've done, said for years, stupid stuff to myself saying, oh, I can't do that because, well, what if? Now I realize it was just fears. There was nothing to them, but they were very real to me at the time. Now, as you chart out that realness, something tells me that Rick and Cheryl have already started their timelines. Yes? Well, in our minds, yeah, we're working through, and we've discussed it, yes. (laughs) And I have the paper out, and I've got it cut for us. For a week, we've been discussing it. Yeah. Can we get on with this? (laughs) 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 Happened to me. I mean, it always does. I don't know what's wrong with me or what's right. I think it's strange that Cheryl's been living in fear. I've never been afraid of anything in my life. So there. Mm. Anyways, and I thought that you could teach someone not to be afraid by setting an example that you're not afraid. For the first time, she says she's not afraid of certain things that most of the almost 30 years we were together, I just ignored it. I couldn't help her. I appreciate what this program has done, the work that she's done on herself through this program. It wasn't anyone in the program. It was her that the person that wrote the book. What happened to me was I started going through my timeline, and I've always wanted to, like, draw. Like, just anything besides a stick man. (laughs) 
and all my stuff comes out sick, Manny. I started dealing with my timeline and that and that, and all your artistic talent's going to come out. Yeah, yeah, I heard that before. I can draw, dude. Like, <laughs> don't laugh. I can't. I drew like 50 guys yesterday. I saw this. All of a sudden, it just like came out. Hey, I can draw a little cartoon face. And I saw this little like tutorial, and all of a sudden, I got it. Like you said, it like opens something up in you that your artistic channel or talent or something comes out. It's happening in business, too, with me now. Like I'm being more creative and flowing about it rather than we need more traffic. That's what's happening with me so far. Well, I appreciate all of this. Other ahas before we wrap up. I'm excited. Mar- <laughs> I'm always excited. <laughs> I'm excited about my life again, all the possibilities, because that's one thing that this class really showed me, possibilities. It's endless. All right, ladies and gentlemen. In gratitude, I once again bow to you for your extraordinary perseverance. Most of you, I have no doubts, as you opened up this book for the first time, you thought, what the heck have I gotten myself into? Now we're on Chapter 4, and I'm like, am I insane? (laughs) (laughs) Rest assured that as we make our way through this upcoming two months, Chapter 4, the work that you're going to complete will form an extraordinary banquet for us to dine from as we complete our journey together. Marsha, are you finding now that as you have gone through Chapter 5, 6, and now 7, can you state that those chapters are far less much work than what you've gone through? Oh, absolutely. Once you have your timeline done, you can refer to your timeline, hey, it's right there. You look at your timeline and go, oh, I have a story. Oh, I know what I can write about. Oh, I mean, there's just, all the work is done. All you've got to do is put it together on paper after that. (laughs) It's fascinating to do a timeline. I'm so happy that I actually did it. Yeah. My timeline has a lot of post-it notes, but it also has some pictures from magazines. Yeah. So... That's why it looks like such a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Think of this as scrapbooking gone wild. (laughs) (laughs) Collages are pretty, too. I like that idea that you mentioned. That, too. Someone did a collage. Yep, you can do that, too. I look forward to the kickoff of our timelines. Just start diving into it now. Any questions, any concerns, do a blog post. Use your back office tools as much as you can. Then we can cross-pollinate ideas and ahas. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.